the Williamson family landed in Las Vegas with a relaxing vacation ahead of them. The week-long trip away from home was exactly what they needed to relax and rejuvenate while the kids were on spring break. As they stepped off the plane at McCarran International Airport, they got together for a picture that they all posted on their social media accounts. A few hours later, their 18-year-old daughter got a text from a friend asking if she was having a good time, what she'd been doing, and when she'd be back in town. She gave the friend the answers that he was looking for. That night, three men pulled a U-Haul up to the house, broke in, and started going through everything, loading anything of value onto the truck. Fortunately, this story does have a happy ending. The police happened to be doing patrols through the neighborhood following a series of burglaries there, and they noticed the three men supposedly moving out of the house at 3.30 in the morning. Those three men were arrested and charged, and the Williamsons didn't face any property losses due to the incident. Memorial Day marks the unofficial start of summer, and in most years, it would be the weekend when the heavy summer travel begins. Obviously, though, this has not been a normal year, so the travel season may not be starting up quite on the normal schedule. However, as more states are beginning to open up again, and things start to return to some semblance of normal, we're starting to see hope that the summer travel season will pick up soon. So with the hope that we'll soon be able to travel, on today's show, we're going to discuss 10 tips for staying safe when traveling. Helping you stay safe in a connected world. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Welcome back to the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast, the safest podcast on the internet. When you travel, you double the number of safety concerns that you need to consider. First, you have to protect yourself and your data while you are at your destination and on your way there. However, you also must consider the safety of your home and everything that you've left behind. If a criminal believes that your home is unattended, it becomes a target. And if a criminal knows that your home is unattended, it will almost certainly be targeted. While social media is great for connecting with friends, you do need to be careful. It can also provide a treasure trove of information about you, even to those who don't know you and aren't your friend. If you're not careful about what you post or who can see it, someone could gather more data about you and your family than you would ever want them to know. And even if you are careful about who can see your posts, can you honestly say that you fully trust every single person on your friends list? I haven't spoken to some of the people on my friends list since high school or college, and while I hope that none of them have ventured into criminal behavior, I wouldn't be able to tell you what many of them are doing. So how can you both keep your information safe and make sure you have an undisturbed place to come back to? Well, today I want to give you 10 tips for staying safe while you travel. Tip number one is to control who knows your travel details. 
Sure, it's fun to brag to everyone in the office and to all your friends on social media that you're headed for a two-week vacation in Hawaii. But save the boasting for when you get back. Knowing that you'll be gone for two weeks gives criminals plenty of time to watch the neighborhood and learn the habits of your neighbors, giving them a better chance of successfully pulling off the job. And along the same lines, wait to post pictures of your trip until you're actually back home. Even without announcing your exact vacation plans, pictures of you at a particular location, such as Hawaii, could give away that you probably won't be back home tonight. Now this doesn't mean that you can't share anything with anyone. If there's a small group of close family and friends that you want to share pictures with, start a group message on Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, or another similar messaging tool and only share the photos with that small group of people. Then, once you're safely back home, feel free to post away and make the rest of us jealous. But even if you've been careful to only tell a select few people that you'll be gone, there's another way you could tell the world that you're not home. That brings us to tip number two. Stop your mail. An overflowing mailbox announces to the world that nobody's been home to get it for a few days. But there's a simple solution. In case you didn't know, the post office offers the ability to stop mail delivery to your house. They'll hold the mail for the time period that you specify, and you can pick it up when you return. However, holding mail doesn't work for other items you may receive at your home, such as newspapers or packages that weren't sent through the post office. So you'll probably want to ask a neighbor to watch for these and pick them up. And obviously, it's always best if you plan your orders so that they'll arrive a few days before you leave or a few days after you're back. However, it's easy to forget about this and place an order anyway. During a recent trip of mine, I had a product that's sent out once every three months get automatically shipped to me on the day that I left. Fortunately, arrangements had already been made for a neighbor to pick up everything, so it was safe until I returned. And that brings us to tip number three. Make backup copies of your data and your important documents. When you're traveling, there's always the possibility that something could get lost. You could lose or misplace items of little real importance, such as your sunglasses or your phone charger. But you could also lose items with much more significance, a wallet, car keys, your passport, or even your phone or laptop. If you lose your phone or laptop, you've just lost all of the data on it unless you backed it up. If you have automatic backups of your devices, that's great. But that still doesn't mean you can check this off and move on to the next step right away. Many large companies have been brought to their knees because they thought they had an automatic backup system, but they never actually bothered to check the backups to see if they were working. So even if your phone, tablet, or laptop is being backed up automatically, double-check it and make sure it's still working. If you're not subscribed to an automatic backup service, copy your files, or at least the important ones, over to a device that won't be making the trip with you. Get an external hard drive or spend a few dollars to get some online storage for a month. Having backup copies of the photos on your phone and the files on your computer will absolutely be worth it if you lose or damage a device while you're on vacation. Also, it never hurts to have backup copies of your identification. In episode 4, I shared my experience of losing my wallet 
and I mentioned that it was a challenge to get a copy of my driver's license. All my cash was inside my wallet, along with my debit card and my credit card, so I had no way to pay for the replacement license. But without that identification, I had no way to get money out of the bank to be able to pay for the replacement ID. And all of that happened while I was within one hour of my home. If I was across the country where there was absolutely no way to get to a driver's license branch, it would be even more challenging. If you'd like to listen to the episode about protecting the contents of your wallet, you can listen to it at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash episode four. Tip number four brings us one final step of preparation. Make sure you lock down all of the devices that you'll bring with you. Since the chance of theft increases when you travel, you want to make sure that if your device is stolen, you maximize the chance of getting it back and minimize the chance of your data falling into the hands of someone you don't want to have it. First, look through the files on each device and move any that you don't need off of the device. For example, it's a very good idea to save your past tax returns, but don't keep them on the laptop you're going to take with you on vacation. Your tax returns have everything someone needs to steal your identity. This is especially important if you're traveling internationally. Border agents can search your phone without a warrant for any reason, and you will be expected to unlock any devices if you're asked to. If you have anything on the device that you wouldn't want a border agent to see during a search, including the photos on your phone, save them somewhere else and then delete them from the device. I've even heard some people recommend that you back up all your data to a cloud service, wipe your device, and then restore it once you're at the destination. While that's probably too extreme for most people, it will do the job of making sure that no one lays eyes on any of your data at the border. You'll also want to set up controls on each device to ensure that you're the only one who can unlock them. This could be a fingerprint, facial recognition, a PIN, or a passcode. I recommend you do this anytime, but even if you normally leave your devices unlocked, put protection on them until you get them safely back home. And finally, you'll also want to set up tracking wherever possible. Both Android and iOS have the ability to use the device's GPS to locate it if it's lost or stolen. I also recommend using this feature all the time, but you absolutely should do this before you travel. It could be the one thing that allows you to recover your device if you lose it. So now that you've done all this in preparation for your trip, it's time for the trip to start. But the safety challenges aren't over yet, because we're just getting to tip number five. If you're flying, don't put anything sensitive in your checked luggage. This is important for two reasons. First, your checked bags will be screened and examined without you around. While I would love to think that every person working at airports is an honest citizen, the truth is that every workplace, airports included, do have some bad apples sneak in. There have been instances where TSA employees or airline baggage handlers have been caught stealing from checked baggage. There's also the possibility that someone could steal your bag at the baggage claim. In fact, it's a very real threat because baggage claims are usually in the unsecured area of the airport, meaning that someone can get to your bag without needing to go through security. 
It's also more difficult to get caught. If someone does get confronted after taking a black bag from a carousel, they can easily explain it with a simple apology and by saying that it just looked like their bag. So once you have your items in your carry-on luggage, you'll still want to follow tip number six. Reduce the number of times that you get into your bag. With the rise of fees for checked baggage, many people have resorted to packing everything in the carry-on bags and not checking anything. However, when you have your carry-on bags with you, you don't want to give away signals that you have electronics stowed away in your bag. If you keep getting into your carry-on bag, someone could see your laptop or tablet stored away there and decide that they want to steal that bag. Now I know theft from a carry-on bag is much harder unless you leave the bag unattended, but it's not impossible. If you plan to rent a car on your trip, either to get you to your destination or once your flight has arrived, you'll want to pay attention to tip number seven. Reconsider your use of the in-car Bluetooth. The ability to connect your phone to Bluetooth is a wonderful feature to use in your own car, but in a rented car, it can compromise your privacy. The technology has improved over the years, but I remember attempting to set it up in a rental car several years ago. As I looked through the options, I managed to find contacts, call logs, and text messages from people who had used that on the car previously. If you do believe it would be useful, then make sure that you reset the system before you return the car. If you don't know how to do it, ask the rental agent to help you. But once you've arrived and you're getting ready to start your vacation, your job of staying safe isn't done just yet. You also need to make sure that your data stays safe while you're there. Tip number eight gives us one way to do that. Regardless of whether you are at an airport, a coffee shop, a hotel lobby, or anywhere else, don't use public USB charging stations. USB charging ports are great when they're safe. The problem is that USB brings more than just power to your device. Plug your phone into a computer, and the computer can make a copy of everything. In fact, if you have an iPhone that's set up to sync with iTunes on your computer, that's exactly what happens. As soon as you plug in your phone, it begins backing up your information. However, people can create a small device with a USB port in it. It will charge your phone, but it will also try to get your data. This type of attack, commonly called juice jacking, is a popular one in many public places. So if you must plug your phone into a port somewhere, use a traditional outlet. If the only power source available is a USB port, you can also use a small device that will only allow power to get from the port to your phone. These devices will go by many names. USB data blocker, charge-only adapter, and USB condom are three of the common ones. But whatever you call it, these small devices will block any data transmission between your phone and the port. If you'd like to see an example of one of these devices, I'll have a link to one on the show notes page at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash episode 12. Once you arrive at your hotel room, tip number nine is to store your valuables safely. For example, put anything of value in the safe or carry it with you. There is a small possibility that a hotel maid or someone else could steal your electronics. 
But there's also the possibility that a hotel employee could be tricked into letting someone in your room or creating an extra key. Obviously, that shouldn't happen, but it does sometimes occur. And while you're at the hotel, or even while you're at a public place like a coffee shop, you want to take one more step. Be careful on public Wi-Fi. Free public Wi-Fi is a wonderful convenience, but allowing anyone to connect to a network can make all of the devices on that network vulnerable. Fortunately, there are steps you can take to keep yourself safe on public Wi-Fi. However, we're almost out of time for today, and there's enough in those steps to make a show all of their own. So we will discuss those next week. Thanks for joining us for today's episode, and be sure to come back here next week, when, as I mentioned, we'll discuss how you can keep yourself protected on public Wi-Fi. Until then, stay safe. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Cybersecurity Made Personal Podcast. For more information on today's topic and a transcription of this episode, check out the show notes page, which is linked in the description. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, we would also appreciate it if you could take the time to rate and review the show. It really does help us get noticed. Cybersecurity Made Personal is provided for educational purposes only. Please do not take any action on your computer, phone, or other device unless you fully understand what you are doing and the possible consequences. Visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash disclaimer for more information. Cybersecurity Made Personal is a production of Personal Cybersecurity, LLC. I'm Jim Herman. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.